good to be with everybody. Welcome to Candy Palooza this morning. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Act, no, hold on. Act now like you will be yelling at your kids later once we send them home hyped up on candy. Do that now. There you go. And that's our mission today is to get them sugared up, hyped up, fired up, saved, filled with Jesus, and then send them back to your house while you're trying to take a nap. Sound like a plan? That's what we're about to do today. So today is a special service. Obviously, we have a lot of the kids in the service. So it will be a little bit of a shorter service today. I encourage you just, you know, if you don't have any kids with you and you're like, why is everybody yelling and stuff? Just roll with it. All right, let's just have fun together. But today we're going to look at some mind monsters is what we're going to talk about today and how they can creep into our mind and affect uh, what we're thinking and who we are. But as before we do that, Miss Renee, everybody yell for Miss Renee, who oversees our kids' city ministry, is going to give us a, a quick Bible lesson. So what I want to do is I want to ask all the kids to come and make your way up to the front, sitting around Renee. And as we do, we have a little video as that gets situated. Jump! 
students, everyone. You caught a massive amount of mind monsters. Be sure to make all of them obedient to Christ and think positive thoughts. We'll see you next time. Okay, welcome. Wow. So I see so many new faces. Excellent. It's so exciting to see you here at church. My name is Miss Renee. So I have a, a little bit of a lesson, a very short one, about God's plan for the world. And we have some bags that have some candy inside to help us tell the story. But I'm going to need your help. So my first bag is what color? Yellow. Yellow. And yellow is kind of like gold, and gold's kind of like a place up in... Heaven. And who lives in heaven? God. Does God want us to come and live with him? Yes. Okay. But heaven has some rules, and there's no bad things there. So let's talk about my next bag, which is the color black. Okay. So what candy do you think is black that could help us remind? Chocolate. Mm -hmm. What's that? Chocolate. Okay. Today, we're going to just use some Tootsie Rolls, okay? So Tootsie Rolls, it is black the whole way through, right? And that is to help us remind us that do we have sin? Do we make bad choices sometimes, right? So if we have sin, but there's no sin allowed in heaven, what are we going to do? Okay, so that's a big problem. So let's go to my next bag and see if there's a, a solution in here. Who solves your problem? Does Wonder Wonder Woman solve your problem? No. Who else? Who else? God. Okay. Who else solves your problems? Jesus can solve our problems. Very good. So, Jesus paid the price. He paid. My candy is hundred grand. Did he only pay hundred grand to help us? No. Did he pay more than hundred grand? Yes. How much is hundred grand? A lot of money. Excellent. Yes. So he paid our price. And um, in 1 Peter, it says, in his body on the cross, so that we might die to the sins and live for righteousness by his wounds, you have been healed. So our Tootsie rule is letting us know that all have sinned, right? So God sent his only son to die on the cross. So the red is helping us remember that that blood paid the price for us. So we can, our sin can go away. So next, what color is my next bag? Green. Hmm. Now, there's not many candies that's green, but I do have a payday. And payday, when your parents get paid, what do they get? Money, right? So can I pay a lot of money in order to go into heaven? No. And so our payday is also helping us that in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin of death, but the free gift, say free. free. So the free gift of life of God is eternal life. Okay, so I'm down to one more bag. That is our blue one. And, hmm, do you know of any candy that's blue? Hmm, blue? The blue fruit truth? And do, does normally the blue candy make your mouth blue? Yes. Okay. So we don't have blue um, candy, but we do have peppermint patty. That gives you that cool sensation, right? So the peppermint patty is going to help us. What is the color inside? 
white, right? So if we accept Jesus into our hearts, is he going to wipe away all those sins? Yes. But, so I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was eight years old. That was 40 years ago. So does that mean I'm perfect? No. Do I still make bad choices? Do I still sin? So the chocolate on the outside, because we said the Tootsie Roll was black all the way through to represent our sin, but the chocolate on the outside reminds us we sin sometimes, even though we accept Jesus into our heart, but we can ask Jesus to forgive us, and then we're white again. I did forget about the candy in our yellow bag. What does the yellow represent? Say it loud. Heaven. So can we just be good and do good things to get to heaven? No. Do we have to ask Jesus into our heart to get to heaven? Yes. So our last candy is the Mr. Good bar because Jesus is good, right? So you are going to be grabbing one of these bags in just a second. And inside each bag has those same candies with the verses that go with each of the candies to help tell us the story. And there are some little booklets with, with uh, crayons that you can color with as pastor is preaching. There's also Skittles. Now, God's love perseveres. He never gives up. So in the bag of Skittles is one M&M. So could you find the M&M really quick? Are you going to have to persevere to try to find that one M&M? Yes. And one more thing that's in your bag is a Tootsie Roll. Lollipop. Because if your parents are as old as I am, there was this commercial with the old owl and the little boy saying, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? Right? So this is also to remind us that God knows your hearts. So even though you might know how, not know how many licks, and I even looked it up, like it's, it varies from 100 to 400. God knows your heart. So what we are going to do is we're going to have the juniors. You're going to go first, so go ahead and stand, juniors. My juniors, yes, Nolan, juniors, juniors, Judy. And you're going to come get the red bag or the purple bag. Yeah, so you want to grab a purple bag? I'm going to step over there. Thank you. Okay, you can take that right back to your parents. Here, Liam. Take that back to your mom. Good job. Okay, so you can go back to your, your parents, juniors. Oh, here, Abby. There you go. There you go. Okay, you can go back to mom now. Excellent. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Yay. You got me one? One more purple. Thank you. There you go. Okay, my big kids, you may now grab your bag and go back to your parents. Ooh, that's Dawn. Hey, can we give Miss Renee a hand? <laughs> you know, we can't thank our, our kids' workers enough that... While we are here in church, uh, worshiping in this room, your kids are not just being entertained and not just, you know, being thrown some toys, but they're actually being taught the message of 
the gospel. They're being taught how to commune with the Holy Spirit. And they're being taught some of the foundational truths of our faith. So you're glad about that? So I just encourage you, anytime you see somebody who works in Kids City, make sure you celebrate them and thank them because it is an important ministry of the church. All right. So guys, we can go ahead and get ready for that. But I need six volunteers who don't mind getting just a little bit dirty. Take these two up here. Come on up, buddy. Yep. I need three more. You want to come up? Come on. Yep. All right. Sorry we can't do for everybody, but come on up. Come on up to the stage, if you will. Wow. I tried that one time when I was here by myself. It didn't go real well. I use the steps now. All right, Miss Paula's going to help us. Everybody pick a pie. Only a mother would think of this. I didn't. All right, buddy. Now, usually we tell kids, don't put trash bags on your head, but for today we will. All right. Now, you just need it kind of over you. All right, and Miss Paula's going to get our cups. So what we're going to do is buried under this whipped cream are a bunch of pieces of candy corn. So you're going to have a cup in your hand, and we're going to give you one minute. You have to plant your face into the pie and spit as many pieces of candy corn into the cup as possible. And at the end, whoever has the most pieces of candy corn in the cup, no hands, wins. I don't know what you win, but you win. And uh, there is no, I'm not Renee, there is no spiritual element to this. This is just for pure enjoyment. So no hands. Is everybody ready? All right. Can we count down for them? You have one minute. Ready? Three, two, one. Let's go. paper towels for you. I'm not counting them, so 
I tell you what, let's clean yourselves up. Ushers, we can get the tables. All right, let's give him another hand. Yep, somebody will count them as we're moving on with the service, all right? Somebody will count them. We're, we're, this is what we're doing. All right, you can make your way back to your parents. That's gross. As we transition into the message, I want you to watch this short video. Hey, church kids. We are in the month of October, which means it's my monster busting time. Ah! Yeah. There was one already. Oh. Can you all say, go away, my monster's with me? Ready? One, two, three. Go, go away, my monster. Hey, Tracy. Uh, what is a my monster? Well, friends. Is a thought that you might have that isn't nice. Have you ever been scared, Charles? Uh, yes, I have. One time I was going to bed and I realized I don't like dark, okay? It was a little spooky, so my heart started beating really fast and I kind of felt like I might start crying oh, or something. Oh, no. what did you do? Well, I told my parents and they prayed to Jesus that he would help me and they also put a little nightlight in my room. Oh, that's great, Charles. The mind monster fear can be a real scary one. Mm. So is worry and being nervous, but Jesus can always help us. That's right. Tracy, you know what else could help us learn about mind monsters? What's that, Charles? The Mind Monster Book. Let's take a look. Mind monsters are here, mind monsters are there. If we take a closer look, we can see them everywhere. What is a mind monster? It's something we should know. That's why we are here. It's what we will show. Mind monsters are negative invaders of the mind. They prowl around daily, sneaking through any door they can find. Mind monsters don't care if you're a girl or a boy. They are after your peace. They want to steal your joy. But my monsters aren't strong. They're actually quite weak. Their power is lost through the faith that we seek. Faith is our power and our partner is Christ. Together we can stop the mind monster thought heist. Faith is our protection. We have Jesus on our side. With him as our defender, Mind monsters will run and hide. The F in faith reminds us to focus on the positive. See the good in everything. That's the best way we can live. A is for affirm we're who God says we are. He created us to reign, to be a champion and a star. I reminds us to imagine God doing good things. He loves us more than anything. Only the best for us he brings. T 
He is there to tell us to trust God with everything in life. We trust him when it's good. We trust him when there's strife. H is our reminder to hope for the very best. We do all that we can and believe God will do the rest. Faith defeats mind monsters and helps us guard our hearts. When we spot them quickly, we stop the heist before it starts. Faith assures our victory. Mind monsters don't have a chance. Now rise up and celebrate with a mind monster mashing dance. The end. And I won't be doing the mind monster mashing dance, so sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, really quickly today, I just want to reaffirm uh, what we're talking about and what we just learned in the video, and that's about mind monsters. Because no matter how young you are or how old you are, how many of you know there's a lot that happens right up here in our mind, in our brain, what we think about? Like today, I did a pretty bad thing. My daughter, Judy, hi, Judy, wave. She likes to be in the spotlight, so I know she wouldn't mind it got a book from her school, and this book was about tornadoes, and Judy suddenly decided she did not like tornadoes, right? I did ask her before church if I could talk about this. So Judy didn't like tornadoes, so anytime the clouds would start moving and the wind was blowing, Judy got scared that there would be a tornado. So we, we had to help rechange her thinking to let her know that what God protects us, and he's with us. And he guides us. And of course, I should have realized that the first video that we showed had a tornado in it. So <laughs> I did a bad thing today. But we all can struggle, whether we're one or whether we're 90, with our thoughts, with our mind, with invasive thinking. And I want to look at a verse of scripture really quickly. And it's found in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5. And here's what it says. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, what this is teaching us is it's teaching us that when we have a thought, we have to decide, is that a good thought? Is that a God thought? Or is that a thought that will take me down a negative path? Now, grown-ups, I hope you're not bypassing this mini-message today because I'm preaching to myself this morning. Come on, I know we can all struggle. You will find that the biggest battle that we have to fight with our faith is the battle that happens right in our mind. So today, I want to give us a powerful weapon that will help us fight the mind monsters in our brains, right? So the story that we just read, it, it talked a little bit about that faith acronym. I just want to take a minute or two and just touch on that to help us remember that. But it said the F represented focus on the positive. Can everybody say that with me? Focus on the positive. 
Actually, the Bible teaches that too in Matthew 6.22. It says the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. What does that mean? What we see determines what we're full of. So if we're looking at scary things or negative things or bad things or things that aren't of a good report, what's going to happen? Grown-ups, what's going to happen? Come on. It's going to get down on the inside of us, and it's going to produce bad things. So when it comes to fighting mind monsters, the first thing we need to do is focus on the positive, right? Because sometimes we all have negatives, and we can all find negatives, but the greatest thing we can do is look past the negative and find the positive in our situation. The A was affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. The Bible, again, teaches this in Joel 3.10, where it says, let the weak say, I'm weak. No. It says, let the weak say, I'm strong. So the Bible teaches us that we have to learn to affirm ourselves, that sometimes when you feel scared, you have to combat that mind monster of fear by saying, no, I'm not scared. I have the peace of God, right? Or if I feel weak, I have the strength of God. I am strong. Again, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So we have to be careful of what we're thinking about ourselves, and we have to think about ourselves the same way Christ Jesus thinks about us. Then the I. Imagine God doing something good. Imagine God doing something good. Psalms 27 says, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you know what faith is? Seeing something good. Do you know you work faith every day? Whether you're imagining something bad happening or you're imagining something good happening, either way, you're imagining something, right? So sometimes when our mind monsters want to try to run and get us to imagine something bad, we got to push through. Come on, grown-ups, I'm preaching to you. You got to push through and you got to start imagining something good. Like what if God did something incredible in my situation? Like what if this was a setup for him to turn everything around? What if this year is the best year? Come on, grown-ups, sometimes I think we lose that. I, I, I mean, you know, when you're young and it, it's, it's you know, your birthday, you're just so excited. It's going to be the best birthday ever. And somewhere along the way, we lose that. But sometimes we got to start approaching every day like that. You got to wake up even when your hips hurting and your back's hurting and your head's hurting. And you got to wake up and you got to say, you know what? Today is going to be a great day. Today is going to be fantastic. God's going to do incredible things today. Come on. Things are going to work out for me today. I'm going to do good on the test today. Come on, somebody. So we have to imagine good things. Sometimes if you're laying awake at night and your mind is a running 
the opposite way and you're thinking on bad things, you got to catch that mind monster. And you got to say, no, I'm going to turn that around and I'm going to think on good things. All right, two more. T, trust God in everything. Proverbs 3, 5 reminds us, trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Trust God in everything. Regardless of what's going on, we trust God. And last, everybody say H. H. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Hebrews 11.1 1 says now. Everybody say now. now. Now, faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. Wow. We hope for the best. We believe God for the best. We imagine good things. How do we fight mind monsters? We fight mind monsters by practicing that faith acronym, right? By looking at a situation or looking at something that's scary and start imagining good. Start believing for good things. Amen? Jesus made a way that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live scared. I'm going to come down, but i got to do it slow because 40 is coming. Quick. It's not your back. It's mine. But anyway. Yeah. But Jesus made a way that when we feel scared or we feel like bad things are going to happen, that we can turn to him and we can trust him and we can focus on him and we can use our faith to push away the mind monsters that would make us afraid or make us scared. And he gives us hope that there will be a better tomorrow. How many of you want tomorrow better? Well, can I tell you, Jesus is the only way to make tomorrow better. The only way to make tomorrow better. So what I want us to do is I want everyone to be really, really still. Be really still and really quiet if you could for a minute. Because I'm going to ask you something that I'm sure Miss Renee has asked you quite some time, many times. But we said the only way to have a better tomorrow and defeat the mind monsters is through Jesus. And the Bible says that how we get Jesus to come and live in our hearts and help us defeat the enemy is by simply asking him to come. Do you know it's that simple? We simply say, Jesus, come. And he says, all right, I will. And I'll help you defeat the mind monsters, and i help make tomorrow better. So what I want you to do is if we could all bow our heads and maybe just close our eyes if you want to. I want to ask if there's anyone in the room, whether you're one or whether you're 99. If you're 100, well, it's too late. I'm teasing. <laughs> but if there's anyone in the room who wants to have Jesus come and live in your heart, then for you, this is a really important moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three, and if you want Jesus to live in your heart, all I want you to do is just put your hand up. We're not going to embarrass you or ask you to do anything crazy. I just want to see that you want to ask Jesus to live in your heart. So will you do that with me? All right, if you want to ask Jesus to live in your heart, when I count to three, just put your hand up. Ready? One, two, three. All right. 
There's too many of you to count, y'all. But we're going to pray a prayer. And at the end of that prayer, the Bible says that Jesus is going to be in your heart. And tomorrow, if it's a hard day or a bad day, all you have to do is say, Jesus, help me. And he's already there. So I'm going to pray. And all I want you to do is, can you just repeat after me and believe it with your heart? All right, say, Dear Jesus, I come to you right now. And I ask you to come and live in my heart. I ask you to save me from all the bad things and give me hope for a better tomorrow. I'll live my life for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. I said, I'm saved. Now, if you are saved, you better start clapping because God did some big things. Worship team, you can come. But what we do know is we do know that when we ask Jesus into our heart, man, it changes everything. So for all of you today who raised your hand to ask Jesus in your heart, I want you to know that today is a big day for you. I remember I was eight years old in a church service like this, and God started tugging on my heartstrings, and I said yes to Jesus at eight years old. Miss Renee met Jesus at eight years old, didn't you, Miss Renee? So today can mark your entire future because it's an important thing. So we ask you to keep coming to church, keep praying so you can grow in your faith. Amen.